Support for this podcast comes from Lever, providing a modern take on the applicant tracking system. Lever combines ATS and CRM functionality into a single powerful platform to help you source, nurture and manage your candidates all in one place. What's more, Lever's deceptively simple interface means that hiring managers and applicants love it too. To find out how Lever can help you both accelerate and humanise hiring, visit www.lever.co slash recruit. That's www.lever.co slash recruit. And Lever is spelt L-E-V-E-R. Lever, where ATS meets CRM. There's been more of scientific discovery more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 60 of the Recruiting Future podcast. One of the biggest issues faced by HR and recruiting professionals is recognising and dealing with unconscious bias in the recruitment process. My guest this week is John Hull, Group Head of Resourcing at Carillion. Carillion have been running a diversity and inclusion initiative which addresses the issue of unconscious bias head-on, and they've had some seriously impressive results. Keep listening to find out how they did it. Hi John, and welcome to the podcast. Hi. So, uh, could you just introduce yourself to everyone and tell us what you do? Yeah, um, I'm John Hull. I'm head of resourcing, uh, group head of resourcing for Carillion. Uh, we're a large construction business and FM services business. We employ about um, 45,000 people globally and about 30,000 people in the UK across across the whole of the nation. And we recruit about 4,500 permanent hires last year. Cool. And uh, so a couple of weeks ago, you and me had a quite surreal experience, didn't we? <laughs> So, just just to explain to people who are listening, we were we were both talking at um, uh, a conference uh, called uh, Wreckfest, and uh, we were we were talking silent disco style. So the audience had headphones on, um, we had a mic, and we were doing a presentation at the same time. And um, you know, one of my one of my biggest um, you know it was a great it was a great experience. Um, it was a bit weird, but um, yeah. it was really good, really good fun. But yeah. but my biggest disappointment was obviously because. I was talking I didn't get to hear your presentation so um really I you know I want I want I want to sort of hear what you what you what, what you spoke about um and and kind of share that with the audience really now um I know that your topic was diversity um talk a little bit about the background about um what what kind of you know what what sort of inspired you to talk about that yeah I mean it was the title of the presentation was it's not about the target stupid really um stealing bill clinton's line um because diversity you know diversity inclusion has been around in recruitment as long as i've been in recruitment which is 20 years and when i first went into agency recruitment had a female boss who was had just been allowed to wear um trouser suits as well as skirts and then only recently we saw the pwc case of of a receptionist being turned away for not wearing um high enough heels and it it, it triggered a question me is you know how far have we really moved the dial and why and why hasn't it moved and and then talked about our experiences in Carillion of, of what we we're doing and what we've done to kind of try and counter that and you know 
come at come at the problem from a slightly different angle. Um, so in Carillion, like un, you know, not unlike any major corporate at the moment, there are diversity targets. You know, we have gender targets and, and aspirations, and thir- I think we want thirty percent of our leadership roles to be filled by fem- um, females by twenty seventeen. Currently, in the two big divisions, that's sitting at about. 13 percent and about five percent in the other division so a, a long way to go then yeah and, and if, if we can and it's improved it's improved year on year so we, we do, we've done some good stuff around networks but if we carry on at the run rate we are we would be like 2040 or before we hit that target so you know something had to has to had to and has to change the way we do stuff and the way we think really so uh, about a year ago or, or so just after i joined you know this this was um, a major topic and I was part of the steering group to look at how we improve that um, focus really. And it, and it was triggered out of partly um, out of this desire to, you know, be a good citizen and, and reach those targets, but partly because we just didn't know um, what to do, you know, and, and it was, the frustration was evident from the non-execs, non-exec board down to the, you know, the, the, the operational board as well so it was one through want of um trying to do the right thing so we um looked at how do we what well first we looked at what what are the causes of of this behavior almost in terms of you know if people are well-meaning generally most people and they want to do the right thing but actually still get outcomes that are um like the status quo so we did some research into, you know, what, what could we do to help our management population? And it, it came very obvious that unconscious bias was the um, root cause of this in terms of I people just don't know that they're biased. Everyone's got it, but you just, you know, unless you know what the triggers are or um, or, or you can be able to become aware of it, um, you can't change it. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a um, you know that's that's a that's a very big very big topic at the moment. What, could you just sort of tell us a bit more about the research that you did? Yeah, so we researched the market and did some yeah did some reading, and then and then we you know we wanted to to, to um, get some interventions in, so training or you know learning about this and about diversity, and, and it became apparent that a lot of the supplier the, the traditional suppliers in in this space were very focused on. Um, you know almost like a transactional element and almost preachy saying you know you're all you know you're all wrong for being you know for not being as diverse as you could be and this is you know so it's a very kind of um uh interesting market but i don't think that's moved on since the 1980s almost so we did and we and we started to look at other organizations we and we chose ultimately we chose a, a, a leadership development organization that um uh, helps us because their approach was came at it from two angles was a neuroscience approach which explains the, the the bias that's within us and 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 how the brain works to trick you you know so it's it's not it's not evolved over sort of twenty thousand years since we were in the in the field fighting for survival and uh, so there's a kind of a scientific element and then a kind of interactive element that was like well hang on you know let's let's actually look at some real situations in your workplace. And how do you how do you counsel them, and how do you call them out, and what you know what frameworks you need, and how do you become aware of of what you're doing or your impact on others? So it's you know self awareness, but it was it was about coming at it from a, a much more ground up level, saying look look we're all biased, 
right? And we all hold some bias in one form or another, and you can't help it, right? It's it's in there. So, but that, the only way you can start to um, become um, a master of it is to become aware of it, and then you can, and then there's some kind of you know tools and techniques that help you um, do that. And there and there was and there was no real there was no real this wasn't primarily focused around recruitment initially it was you know we need to kind of raise this level of awareness now of course what we what we thought would happen and what did happen was um we started to see um managers ask in the workshops and in the um in the conversations for you know help around recruitment and questions about recruitment and because understanding that's probably one of the biggest single points of of bias when someone's entering an organization through recruitment or you know um uh, through promotion um and so you know the, the the pull factor came from managers rather than hr being um top down and and, and just you know there's an there's a recruitment form and you must fill it in and we all know that managers you know the, the, the good old competency based interview they 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 retrofit the the attributes of the candidate to the one they really want so you know there's there's a nice form we filled it in but it was always the candidate that i thought of first and you know but i filled in a form for you so hr's happy because you've ticked a box and the line manager's happy but you haven't really shifted the dial in any in any meaningful way so you know but and, bo- and both parties are talking on parallel lines rather than across the lines so um and, and i think you know we, I, I'm aware of that in HR. Some HR departments like to sort of say we're doing a really good job and isn't it great? But actually, you know, you're not because the managers aren't bought into your process or or tools. So, and this was a way of actually managers started to go, hang on, you know, I really understand now why why this is important. And we tied it to um, we we'd launched this program at the leadership conference that year, and which is basically the top 300 leaders across across the globe, mainly UK. But And we tied it to innovation um, because our, our business has nothing except people in the business. We know we don't hold product. It is a service, purely service-based business. And so actually and clients of ours always want, they say, well, well how do you innovate? You know, how, how do we know you innovate and blah, blah, blah. Now, one, and one of the, one of the um, triggers for this whole kind of, process we went through was top three in our engagement survey that year was about diversity inclusion was was third on the agenda which really surprised us but when you probed for the comments this wasn't about oh we need more you know black people or or women or or whatever it was about if if only you listened to different voices and different opinions you would get a better answer so if you know, so therefore, you know, actually, people from different backgrounds will have a or an experience will have some really great input to ideas that will probably play through into client service or or new products or or whatever. So that really resonated, and we didn't mandate the course either. We we said we don't, we don't mandate anything except safety critical training, and we've had a massive up. We've been overbooked because people saw that, um, and the conference was like, well, yeah, I, I kind of get that. You know, I get that innovation is is really important to our you know business and client and you know and ultimately we have to because we're in such a low margin environment that you know anything anything that's a competitive advantage will um play through so it meant you know it got a lot of pull and a lot of interest so you know all levels of managers came on the on the workshops um over over a period um mixed workshops 
and and then obviously like i said before the the pull started to be well how do we get better at this this recruitment thing you know what 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 can we do and you know as a ultimately we looked at very you know in various different divisions and different um but we you know the the big factor was we looked at the graduate program the graduate recruitment and it was um fairly standard you know it was it was all right but it wasn't very robust and our you know we, we had traditional imagery of of men in high-vis jackets and you know looking at trains or bits of road not very inspiring so we as a result we re- completely revamped the, the branding and the imagery and the attraction to actually tell real stories about real young graduates who'd, who'd work with us across you know across a range of disciplines and you know mixed gender but but more importantly we then put in a process that was much more robust um which you know purely measured behaviors and attitudes you know nothing i mean you know lots of businesses do it and that, that were you know um appropriate to carillion um tra- you know insisted on training managers on the on the techniques of you know assessment which they at this point of course they bought into it they're going no, we get it we want this stuff and as more and more were trained they were going, well we get that you know why can't we do this you know more this is great because actually we, we we're seeing the, the the kind of um the qualities in individuals that we wouldn't have ever thought about in a standard interview or in, in you know in the past because we're not we weren't aware of it and, and the outcomes were really when we, we didn't really have in mind we didn't know what was going to happen but um this this last year we've had um i think we recruited about 60 graduates across the the, the main two businesses construction services about 33 percent um are women about 50 percent ethnic mix um and you know the industry average for us for female graduates is about 12 percent. so you know we've really shifted the the dial on that by but by engaging, you know, we did it. We didn't sort of impose this um, top-down way of um, doing things. We involved the managers, and interestingly, we're starting to get um, much more pull around the, the senior, you know, senior hires and um, training for you know all sorts of things, apprentices, engineers, even you know, it's kind of it's starting to to, to you know really grow legs. So. Um, so we just thought that it started to kind of um, trigger questions in managers rather than um, rather than it being an HR thing and being at the HR police because um, and, and also the domain that actually you know I think in some companies and, and we, we suffer from it as well is HR seem to think they are kind of um, not biased or the, the guardians of, of right and of course we're probably our own worst enemies as well so it you know it started to trick so managers start to go well hang on a second what are you guys doing and um and 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 they you know they're in control as well now which is a really good place to be so you see great outcomes um you you see much better behaviors from managers you know more awareness and you know while it's not you know it's not the full answer because there's kind of societal pressure you know in, in the in the world we live in you know there are not many female civil engineers you know there's there's there is a shortage generally and then there's only about 16 percent of the ICE is is female so you know you're fishing in a in a difficult pool but um hopefully you know and the outcomes from that graduate program which weren't designed in meant that actually we didn't um 
we didn't specify through talking to managers the type of degree someone had and or we didn't well we we thought we'd get applications from engineering students and stem people but obviously as it happened we got a broad range and when they came to assessment center because it was kind of blind no one knew who they were it, we, we'd done the screening up front we chose them purely on behaviors and as a result you got things like you know we had graphic designers that are now working in our construction work winning business um and people go well that would be that's really innovative because you know this this lady will be able to you know pre- do presentations much better than we've ever done them before um we've had you know lang you know fluent language speakers working on the railways which never would have recruited before um and actually it goes back to first principles where the managers are like well actually you know we it would be ideal if they had some technical understanding but you know what if they're bright enough they, we can probably train them and actually it's all about you know 90 percent of what makes you successful in those roles in our business is all about attitude behavior and um the fit to the culture of the organization um, and, and not a lot else so um still work in progress but and so we'll, we'll tweak that for next next year but amazing outcomes and interesting dialogue with the business that people are starting to um open their eyes you know because i've always come come it from an angle with their in my head, there's no real war for talent. We just don't really know how to spot it when we find it. Um, and because of these biases, you know, we th- we expect the candidate to walk in that looks exactly like me, has got the same experience, same qualifications. And of course, that's A, never true and actually not desirable. Um, but we fall into that trap because that's all we know. You know, we haven't had our, our eyes opened. So um, this has helped us kind of A, fill, you know, talent gaps Um which traditionally we would have struggled, but B, you know, we've got a much broader spectrum of of background and fit and ideas that, that hopefully will play through into the future, and that's sustainable as well. I mean, it's a, a, a fantastic initiative, and I, I love the, the the way that you've you've taken such a kind of you know holistic and and, and kind of natural approach to it. Um, a, a couple of just a couple of um, uh, quick questions before before we finish. Um, the, the first one, um, you you sort of mentioned um, your your marketing and pictures of uh, you know pe- people in hard hats looking at trains. I'd imagine probably clipboards as well, Correct. And, yeah, absolutely, and all, yeah. and all that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Did the did the amount of um, you know almost unconscious marketing bias in what you were doing surprise you? Um, was it at a greater level than you thought, or was it or was it something that um, you knew you already had to change? Well, it didn't surprise me only because in a previous life, as you know, I worked at a company called RS Components, and we did some. Um, but I can't remember, you know, we did some sort of campaign for engineers or something. I can't remember, and I brought, or maybe it was graduates, but I brought the the imagery home um, that had been designed the photographs and showed it to my daughter who was about 12 or 13 at the time. And I said, what do you think of it? You know, you, you're in school and what is this? She said, it's just a bunch of boring old men looking at kit. And I thought, oh my God, that's our target audience. And we must be putting off um, a whole host of, you know, great candidates. You know, she's thinking that at 13, um, you know, gra- you know, more sophisticated graduates are probably just not even going to bother to look. So, you know, we really went back to the, so when I joined Carillion sort of three, four years later, it was high in my mind. And you go, and then you, when you look at it, you go, this is just homogenous. It's not very creative. It doesn't, it doesn't tell a story of, you know, I mean, it goes back, you know, I mean, you're, you're a marketing and advertising um, guru, Matt, you know, but it doesn't tell a story. It doesn't um, 
energize you it doesn't sort of give you any sense of what's really going on um from a, a marketing and sales point of view there was no hook so it didn't surprise me um but it it sort of shocked me that it was still happening you know the lack of imagination really yeah i mean i think it's something that um it's something that i see all the time actually when i'm you know when i'm working with people and kind of auditing um industries and looking at what they're looking at what they're doing and i um you know sometimes people are aware of it and they've just not done anything about it sometimes they've just not thought about it because they've been focusing on the on on the process um final final question um what would your what would your advice be to um someone in another organization who is who is facing the same challenges and wanting to kind of put the same initiatives in place well i think it, you know firstly it's it's approaching it um from a man, you know the manager's perspective so get in their shoes because i think we well in any in any sort of discipline we always think the other is you know they're wrong or they they just don't know. They're not experts, and we're the experts. But when you know, when you get inside the head of a manager, you know they they want to do the right thing generally. You know, and they're generally in that position because they've got some capability and an ambition. And when you go and talk to them, generally they get it, and it's and it's they just want to know the how or, or um, y- you know, a way of navigating around it. And, and that's where your expertise comes in as a recruiter or an HR or whatever whatever it is you are, because you can then bring the tools to them but when you've got those champions it's far easier to get those ideas in to um and, and the proof you know for us this was wasn't you know in carillion as in most companies everything's measured it's all about return on investment and it's about you know then delivering from a recruitment perspective delivering good people you know at the right time and this you know ultimately it came down to that you know you want 60 graduates this year we're going to find them but you know we're we're competing against all sorts of other organizations and um you know we need to think differently you know and that that was that was a sort of that was the branding of the um of the workshops was think difference because stealing the old apple advert um but it, you know but it wasn't about thinking you know it wasn't just about diversity it was you know you you have to think differently to get a different outcome you know not you know, it's not just about ticking a box. And if you do think differently, you will, you will get a different outcome. John, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you, Matt. My thanks to John Hull. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or via your podcasting app of choice. Just search for Recruiting Future. You can also find past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the podcast mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.